0: This is the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder Podcast, a podcast about manifesting mindset and your relationship with food and exercise. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman. And in today's episode, episode 19 of season six, we're talking about the ugly truth when you choose for recovery. Guys, it's episode 19 already. And we surpassed seventeen thousand plays, guys. Thank you so much because I I couldn't even like imagine it would be that much when I started out like two and a half years ago. I actually started out. It it kind of even felt like a coming out because I just. Was done with my education. I think I was even in my thesis time. And I started out because I knew. Okay now I'm going to leave this education. And although some people around me. Knew a little bit of the fact. That I maybe or maybe not had an eating disorder. I actually came out after my education. With uh, getting the Bachelor of Science. For Nutrition and Dietetics. By actually informing the world. That I did have an eating disorder. Past and in the beginning of my college time. So for me, it was really a way to tell people and kind of come clean, but also with the prospect of helping people. Because again, in my time when I had an eating disorder, there wasn't a lot out there and I felt very alone. So my prospect was letting out, you know, that story helping and informing people but i wasn't really busy with the quantity and now so many years later of course i understand that if i want to help people out there the information should go to a xx amount of people as well so they can be helped i'm very very grateful for the followers because it's around thousand almost of this podcast so grateful for the people that are listening thank you so much And thank you so much for your support. And again, if you listen to this and you're new to this, please follow the podcast. Please leave a review. Please send it to a friend. You know, the sharing part, I think it's even most important. Because we can get the information that people need to the right person. A little heads up as well. There will be a season 7. So keep that in mind. We are in episode 19. So season 7 will be there soon. And this time there will be interviews. And the reason why is because this season I either was heartbroken or my risk. I got an injury. I got iron deficiency. Training went up and down. You know, finding myself with work and what I really like. It was just, I would say, I wouldn't say a mess actually. It was like this epiphany half year during this season for a lot of things and I'm very grateful that because I learned a lot but the season itself just I didn't have the energy to interview people so it will be different in season seven so I hope you stick around and this episode is going to be very different because it's going to be all about the opposite that I preach when it comes down to eating disorder recovery and as you can see in the title it is the ugly truth of recovery. And I think this is really some, you know, an episode you need to listen as well, because if you look at proud to be me, if you look at other sites in America, for example, if you look at my own platform, we always preach recovery. And to be honest, until the day I'll die, I'll be doing that because there's always more you know, life is going to be more feasible, more manageable when an eating disorder is out your life. It will not be Disney, but it is far more fun and your mind gets you know, space and open up to more different things in life than just having a problem with food. However, talking about the positive sides, I also think it is honest to say that eating disorder recovery isn't always a big party uh It most definitely isn 't always a big party, and that makes it so so important to also give you like a heads up on what you can expect, of course, at the end of the day, do please recover, but also keep in mind that these things can happen to you, and it's okay because they're they, eventually when you 're done with recovery you know they they won 't be there anymore, but you know it's I think it's at least honest to give you a heads up so that is that part. We're going to jump in. I don't know if I did it in the intro. Because I'm apparently becoming old or something. But if you would like to share the podcast. If you would like to give it a follow. Give it a review. Something in that matter. Please do so. Specifically sharing. Because I've seen a, such a amount and shift of followers. Since people are sharing. So if you could do so. That would be so so nice. And I hope that this episode give you some insight in what comes with recovery, but also keep in mind that you basically have a better life when you choose recovery. So let's start and in three, two, one and go. So guys, one of the first things that I think you can keep an account with is that somewhere down the line, a group of us gets PTSD from this journey. And some of us do not get anything like that. The reason why it's It's depending on how you choose for recovery. If you're getting forced into it, there isn't really a choice. Meaning that if you go to an institution and you didn't went there freely or, you know, people around you uh, in general were like putting pressure or even just for you, depending how you look at it, starting out with eating more calories and really going against that OCT tendency of an eating disorder can be in that way stressful that it actually can trigger PTSD. However, if eating disorder recovery goes well, it will be something you look back at something, you know, at that period of time, it's something neutral, as something that you needed to have to get where you are now. But it most definitely can be a thing you look at negatively when your eating disorder recovery isn't going the way you want it to go. So, you know, why did start it start in the first place? And now I'm eating way more. Some people can get binges. And it's it just something you're like, oh, maybe I could you know, rather sit with the eating disorder because that was easier than this. So for some people, they can look back at it negatively. I remember the day that I actually started recovery, it was 2016, and it actually wasn't this month, it was the 27th of April on King's Day, and I still remember what I wore, I still remember what I did that day, I still even remember what I ate that day. Why? Because it was the first time there was putting, you know, going past the fearful boundaries that I had, although I know I was doing something healthy and going for like 3,000 calories, mini mod method and eating what I wanted free, freely, but still very restricted in, you know, my fear um, and going for that. And now I look at something, you know, as a starting point of something that was good f- because I ended up well. But during my eating disorder, I very had like double feelings towards that because it was so yeah I, I, I felt like and i don 't know, I, I cannot even place it. it 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 felt like during the eating disorder recovery when it didn 't went always you know recovery wise uh, well, it felt like, oh my God, you know if it didn 't start at that, it could be different. Uh, I maybe had less stress, but again, it ended well, so i 'm of of course grateful. But yeah, that is at least one thing that is a little bit of eating disorder recovery that can maybe be difficult. So the second part of eating disorder recovery, and you already heard me saying that in that part, was the binges. And the thing is, is that 9 out of 10 times, the chances that you are binging are fairly low because it could still be little bits of pieces of extreme hunger because you've brought your body to a place that is so dangerous and by all means you do not have to be underweight for that but it has been so dangerous so fearful for your body because it doesn't know when it's going to get the next meal that your body chooses to basically say okay we're going to overeat and overeat. Until it feels safe. And how more you restrict. Even after overeating. How more often it will come back. So these binges. I don't know how it is for you listening to this. Or if you are in recovery. But I found the binges more tiring. Some than having anorexia. And actually depriving myself. When I did that, uh, a lot of emotions were numbed as well. And with the binges for me, my body became healthier throughout time because of extreme hunger. And later on, I did have a little part of binging. I had an emotions that I needed to deal with and these binges that were just giving me all of these you know, symptoms of binges. And that is actually the third thing that I want to jump onto. These symptoms of going surpass a weight that is something that will be temporary for your body, but you will at some point, you know, get symptoms if you get to a weight that is more overweight. And for me, it was like sweating a lot. It was... Uh, not, of course, being comfortable in your clothing. So there was a lot of discomfort. It actually also gave me irritable bowel syndrome. And I still have it nowadays. That when I go up a little bit higher in my weight, I feel that my digestion is ta- changing in a worse way. It gave me um, uh, what I, I think they called an American chop rub. So my legs were rubbing against each other. And it would actually give me like sore places. Um, it would give me... Uh, th- just a lot of discomfort, only by uh, because of those binges, the body would change in a way that it was unnatural to be on that weight, and it basically gives you the symptoms from people that are, you know, overweight in society, I even at a high cholesterol at some point, so that point wasn't also something that I actually was expecting from recovery, but it it's something that happened and thank god it also reversed so it's something that i find very important during this podcast episode and making it that although i am discussing the facts you know the stuff that happened to me or other people also keep in mind that they got reversed and also keep in mind that not everybody deals with this but that part the physical part was very, very challenging, and of course, the mental part that I said as well, because we just started out with the first one with you know the p t s d then the binges that happened, and you know being the very draining, then we go to the symptoms part, and I just want to go back again to the draining part that it can feel very draining when you have some form of of whiplash. Uh, during eating disorder recovery some people will say that they're relapsing but some people also discover new forms of their eating disorder that they didn't have before so for example what I said if you started out with anorexia and now you're binging it's such a shock because you, you weren't expecting this in the journey and that part is also something that I think it's needed to talk about that the perspective of how eating disorder recovery is going to be it 's so different for everybody, but some things are going to happen that you maybe didn 't taught about when you actually slowly went into this eating disorder. One of the things that happened to me, for example, was getting stretch marks and during my eating disorder recovery period because I gained weight very fast because of the extreme hunger, but later on because of the binges that i couldn 't control. I got stretch marks, and still till today, they somewhat bug me, but it's not in a considerate amount that I want to change it, but it could be something that you can face, or yeah, things like high cholesterol, like I said, you know, it really depends on how your path of recovery develops. An interesting part that I just briefly mentioned, but I would like to give fully attention to is the emotion part, because... The moment you're going to eat normal again, there's going to be room for normal bodily functions. There's going to be room for hormones and there's going to be room for feelings. And although I was so happy that I could feel again, I didn't have the tools on how to deal with it. So it was very double. And that's why I always recommend people to go into therapy, to talk about it with a therapist. If you're starting out recovery, because... You need to learn how to deal with it in a healthy way and not the unhealthy way, the eating disorder way. So, at some point, I was flooded with emotions and something came that was, I, I think it's very funny. And I lost it for some time when I was healed, but now again, I have it again. And that was because of the emotions and feeling it again. I also somewhat didn't have a filter. And that was because I was healing, basically. I started like oversharing. But specifically with the dietitian, and I think that was something very good because not not alone did I had that um emotion back again, the happiness back again, the oversharing also showed healing and the fact that I wanted to, you know, do something about it. You could then ask yourself, okay, Queenie, but this episode is about the negative parts uh, what is the negative about oversharing? Well, you need to be selective on who you overshare with. So with a healthcare pr- practitioner, that would be a good thing. But I also backlashed to me, strange enough, with one of my deans in the first year of my nutrition and dietetics uh, bachelor, because I overshared what was going on. She actually thought that I wasn't able to... Uh, do this education for four years and she almost wanted to throw me off. So that thing, something I learned throughout eating disorder recovery and a little bit of the ugly truth is that while you are healing... Some people still are not good for you and it's something you need to learn. And oversharing was something good because I started to be more open again and not closed and alone with my eating disorder. But not everybody is ready for your thoughts and is ready for your enthusiasm, is ready for you. And that's okay, but you need to learn that before you share. One of the other ugly truths of recovery is that mentally you're going to be so tired and drained. It is not normal. Like Although you're eating and although your body is healing, mentally you're still in a very big fight. You're still with, should I eat it, should I not eat it? And although I got permission to eat for myself or eat X amount of calories, I still feel very nervous about it. And specifically that anxiety... Like, like when you not eat or eat a certain way, if have certain food rules, those that anxiety is way less because you are listening to the anxiety, not triggering it. But when you are in recovery, you are triggering your anxiety, meaning that it's not once a week, uh, once every two days, it's maybe four to six meals every day throughout whole recovery, and that is so, that makes it so different than alcohol or drugs. You can just put it aside, but with an eating disorder, you are confronted all the damn time. So it makes it very hard, and that specific part is such a, you know, such a shitty thing. Another part, and that's such TMI, because either you're going to eat regularly and normally normal, or you're going to eat more but you're going to have so much more bowel movement, meaning either you have more stool or you're farting more or whatever comes with it. And that is a little bit with the IBS. A lot of us tend to eat products that are light products that triggers the IBS more. But then again, a lot of us are eating more and then you just have more toilet visits basically. So farting, a lot of stool, all of that shit is going to happen as well during recovery. And last but not least, body changes. And believe me, I think I made an episode that was called I'm addicted to veins. And this was one of the hardest things that I had during my eating disorder recovery, was that during recovery, I saw my body changing to something healthy. And all the veins that I work for so badly, and all of the less eating and all the being dry and muscle definition, although at some point I didn't have even you know a lot of muscle left, it really really gave me this inner conflict and i was actually kind of mad and agitated that the fact that it was going away you know i just hoped and prayed that i could eat that much and still be somewhat lean but of course it doesn't work that way so slowly i saw myself getting healthier and the veins on my arm started to go away and i started seeing that you know feminine start uh, you know thing come back again, and it was very double, because I just didn't want that, or somehow, not per se, not being feminine, I didn't mind that, but uh, I, I saw my hard work going away, basically, so, mentally, it was very hard, because I think I can say that I, I started to look and feel normal again, and with the eating disorder, you did have somewhat of a difference with the generic, quote, unquote, uh, people, so, yeah, I just felt that I was robbed from my work or so. And that was something that gave me very, it felt very double. Coming down to that, um, I think I'm going to add one or two more to this. And that is the hormone part. Uh, when you're getting your hormones back and everything, of course, it's very good to have because basic functions are going to work better, like sex drive and stuff like that. But one of the things that I think uh some people do not like having back again. I loved having it back again, but some ladies do not like getting their period back, and I think you know the if you're so used to not buying tampons and and like the the, uh, how would you say that? How do you call it again? The pads, um, then. But getting back into that routine and not forgetting pads and not forgetting tampons, it can be very like you're out and about and then you're like, oh my God, my period. You know, you forget about it and it just happens to you. You're like, I'm not prepared. So some people feel some discomfort with that. It could also be like a confirmation for some people that their body's working again and it's quote unquote healthy again and Again, although it's sick and twisted, it can feel like some type of failure because of the eating disorder, you know, being less prevalent. And I think that the people that never had an eating disorder are maybe listening to this and are like, what the fuck? But it is, yeah, we have certain... You know, set you know certain points that we link to, that that shows if this stuff that we're doing, this eating disorder, if it's working or not. And I see for some people that that really is for some of the, um, points in in their in their map that they link to that. The last one that I'm going to add to this one is our vision of worth. It is getting challenged highly the moment we choose for recovery. And our body is starting to change. Because in a lot of our cases, not everybody though, we have this vision of when we are skinnier, when we are more de- you know more definition when we can fit a certain size uh, when we have a certain weight we are actually better we are more worth- worthy in other people's eyes so the moment we're going back to something that we taught ourselves to is actually not per se unhealthy but it's something that we don't love we're going to get challenged big time because this is not the aesthetics that we're going for but now we're going for recovery and we going to learn how to embrace it or at least be neutral about it. So a lot of turmoil, a lot of challenges itself to get comfortable with a body that you weren't comfortable with for some months, some years of your life. And now in a few months, you're changing that. It gives a lot of body discomfort. It, got, it gives a lot of problems in dressing rooms. Like even I, I think like a few years ago, it was... the I had this... I was recovered, but I was choosing out bathing suits for vacation. And I was in... I think it's called the New Yorker here in the Netherlands or Amsterdam. And I really had this moment that I was in this, you know, fitting room. And by all means, every... um like mirror can hit differently and I really was like oh my god this is not good <laughs> and I haven't had that for years but these things but then during recovery like I can recover from that thought and know you know okay Queenie is just the off day don't take it too too hard but during your recovery you will have more of these challenges and that is so so difficult because you're going to look into a mirror somewhere in the store you're going to try and fit some clothing and it's going to be very uncomfortable you're going to be under the shower and it's going to be uncomfortable you're going to be with your girlfriend or boyfriend or non-binary person and it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be something you're like hmm. i don't want to touch myself this person is going to touch me now how do they find my body it, it's going to be Again, turmoil is going to be inner conflict, and we need to really learn again to, and, and basically find the root map again of this body and how this new body actually works, and it costs a lot of emotional t- time of and, and physical time, to to make sure that it goes in one, it it doesn't it it becomes aligned again basically, so. At least in my head. These are all the things that come up when I talk about, you know, the the ugly truth of recovery because these are all things you're going to face. And I'm not going to sell you the the idea that recovery is easy. It is one of the most hardest things that I've ever done in my life. It is one of the things I'm most proud of. I'm not 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 my diploma, not my work, not my car, not my watch. Of course, I love my cat and I'm proud of her. But I think in line of things that I am proud of, it would be, I think, the fact that I will have children one day. The fact that I have my cute pets. Um, the fact that I can, you know, have my cool friends and family and can establish contact well with them. And most definitely the part that I beat that eating disorder by choosing recovery. So it's not going to be easy, and all of these things are maybe lying ahead for you, or maybe not, because every situation is different, but if you are surpassed that, you feel stronger than ever. Sometimes, you know, I still uh, come in situations that I know that the old Queenie would handle so differently, and would be hit so much differently uh, about, but... Sometimes, you know, I'm just in my car or just listening to a client or just listening to a situation of a friend. And I'm like, wow, I've been to so many shit with my eating disorder that nothing really faced me, scares me or looks freaky to me anymore because I've been there, done that. And I'm happy that I can say so because it made me such a stronger person and I can only be that stronger person. If I chose for recovery. And go through that path. Go through that shit. And become wiser from it. Because that is the end product after this. You've, you're you a wiser human being. And you're going to make it different. For the generation after you. So guys this was this episode. I hope you are a little bit more. Yeah and light. And have a little bit of a heads up. What's going to happen with eating disorder recovery. By all means please do choose. For eating disorder recovery. And don't forget to follow this podcast to share this episode and hopefully this can become a little bit viral like it did with the other episode of why the nice girl always gets the eating disorder because there really is some valuable information here so i hope this is any means helpful for you and i hope to see you the next time in the last episode of season 6 episode 20 Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I also hope you learned something from it and it helps you out with recovery. In the meantime, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up of all the things where you can find us, where you can find us on at underscore C O M on Instagram, at imestuff.nl on TikTok, and on imestuff.nl, where we even have an ebook about eating disorders. So if you want to know more, check that out. And just don't forget to share the episode. Give it to a friend that you think is in need. And you can follow the podcast and leave a review if you want to. Enjoy that and enjoy your day.